The opinions expressed on this show are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily represent those of Funeral Radio's management or sponsors. Welcome to A Good Goodbye with certified thanatologist Gail Rubin. She says talking about sex won't make you pregnant. Talking about funerals won't make you dead. Brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your host, Gail Rubin. Today we're discussing advertising funerals, a service few people want to buy and the impact baby boomers are making on the funeral industry. My guest today is advertising genius Dan Katz. Oh, thank you. Dan began developing unusual and provocative death care advertising campaigns in 1994. His groundbreaking work is carried by funeral providers around the country, including Rose Hill Memorial Park and Mortuaries, Mount Sinai Memorial Parks and Mortuaries, the Dodge Company, North Star Memorial Group, and a number of Catholic cemeteries. And I love the name of his blog, Funeral Advertising for the Perplexed. Welcome, Dan. Thank you very much, Gail. Uh, so tell me, how did you get into marketing death care? Well, uh, I, I've been in uh, advertising for quite a number of years, and I've come from the creative side. Uh, and uh, Back in 1991, I started my own agency, uh, LA Ads, and uh, I was interested in the creative challenge of what would I do if I was to do advertising for a funeral home or a cemetery. Uh, you know, I, I think I was sort of built for this business because I grew up watching you know, shows like The Addams Family and The Munsters and uh, sort of just had that macabre sense of humor. And when I drive down the street in Los Angeles, I'd see billboards for one of the larger cemeteries that would say "Generations of Caring Service," and it would have lots of pictures of flowers. And I said, "This stuff is awful. What would I, what would I do if if I had that opportunity?" And so I actually just decided to pitch a uh, cemetery, uh, and figured if they were uh, willing to take me on, I'd give it my best shot. And uh, our first client in this business was uh, Mount Sinai Memorial Park. And right off the bat, they let us pretty much do what we wanted to do, but it was perfect for them. Uh, And we ran the advertising for about a year or so, and suddenly their pre-need sales were going up. And for no other reason than uh, that the advertising had changed. Uh, it was great, and we had fun, and it was actually creating an impact. And shortly thereafter, another cemetery in the L.A. area said, hey, uh, uh, we see what you're doing for Mount Sinai. Could you do that for us as well? And lo and behold, suddenly we were in the uh, the funeral and cemetery business. And uh, we've been doing that since 1994. Oh, well, what did you do that was so different? Uh, I think what we did that was different was that we were being very direct and honest. We weren't trying to skate you know, the issues. We weren't trying to, uh, uh, to, to hide or be uh, uh, overly flowery. Uh, the, the very first ad we ran was a picture of the general manager, uh, a wonderful man named Arnold Saltzman. And it was just him looking at the audience. And the question was, is this any way to run a cemetery? And it was just an unusual line to see in a uh, in a print ad and he talked about 
how he saw not uh, green rolling hills and beautiful trees, but he saw families and he saw families that need. And it was just exceedingly honest. And that sort of caught people by surprise. And the next day we ran had an equal level of honesty. In this case, it was about Arnold and the headline was the man behind the mortuary. But then we continued on and we started using humor in our advertising, something had never been done on the uh, the cemetery side. And it just uh, caught people's attention and they were suddenly interested and willing to read more about a cemetery of all things. And mm-hmm. so it really did, it connected with the audience. Mm-hmm. So in your uh, blogs and posts and in your speeches, you talk a lot about the baby boomer market and we all know how... Well, that this will affect funeral care. The silver tsunami is coming. Why is the, the baby boomer market so important? And how are baby boomers different from, say, their parents? Well, first of all, I love the phrase silver tsunami. I've never heard that before, but it's wonderful. Um, the baby boomers are a real interesting market. First of all, it's huge. There's a reason why they call it the boom uh, 78 million Americans are in that baby boomer uh, uh, era, born between 1946 and 1964. So immediately following uh, World War II and continuing into the mid-60s, there was just a population boom that created the baby boomer. And so the size of the market in itself is, is, is distinctive, but what's really distinctive is who this market is. Uh, I guess first we'll talk about the uh, sort of the statistics, which is that baby boomers make up nearly 44% of the total U.S. population. So that's just this huge number. Again, 78 million Americans are baby boomers. And what's really remarkable is that they control nearly 70% of disposable income and nearly 50% of uh, uh, consumer packaged goods are purchased by baby boomers. Yet, this is also one of the most overlooked markets as far as most advertisers and businesses are concerned. They're going after the 18 to, uh, to you know, to, to, to 30-year-old market. But baby boomers are the ones who have, have the money and they have the, the, uh, the size of the population. Very, very, very powerful. And this is the market now, given that their age is now between 51 and 69 uh, they're the ones who are making funeral arrangements either for themselves or for their parents. Uh, they were called sort of the sandwich generation, but they're the ones now really running things as far as a market goes within the funeral industry. But what makes this group distinctive outside of the numbers is who they are, what their uh, almost say what their DNA is about, because unlike previous generations, this is the most iconoclastic, most uh, uh, individualistic uh, market of seniors there has ever been. You know, I'm a baby boomer myself. I was born in 1955. Uh, you know, the baby boomer grew up starting with Leave It to Beaver and you know, Father Knows Best, Nazi and Harriet, this world of innocence. But suddenly, in the uh, uh, early 60s, that suddenly violently changed, and we had the Vietnam War. And then we had the Vietnam War protests, and then we had uh, Watergate, and we had uh, rock and roll, which was just, you know, our parents hated it. Uh, we had the explosion of, uh, of drugs, for better and worse, mostly for worse, but it, it shaped this, this psyche of the baby boomer in ways that 
any previous generation had never experienced before. And as a result, uh, the baby boomer is much more uh, cynical. We're, we're less trusting of authority. Again, Vietnam and Watergate really did that to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are the things that happened during our formative years. So this is a sort of it, it, we're, we're now hardwired uh, to to have certain values which are different and uh, the other thing is the baby boomers just by the, the the progress in healthcare are healthier and living longer so the vision of a baby boomer is not let's say someone who's uh, you know in their 60s uh, but, you know those uh, who have already crossed past uh, 65 and are now getting social security they're not the same people that it was a generation ago, you know, sitting in their rockers. These are very, very healthy, active people with a much longer vision of uh, of, of their own lives. And uh, they, they, they're expecting more of themselves. They're expecting more in life experiences. So all of this really sort of wraps into a bundle that's so different from any previous generation. And... Uh, what 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 the mistake is that many, uh, especially on the funeral side, but anybody who's marketing to an older population, the moment they put, uh, you know, age and seniority into a box, they go for the stereotype, and that immediately excludes who the baby boomer really is and how they envision themselves. So there's uh, uh, quite a significant difference in in this market, and as I said, they're the ones now driving the show. And their whole uh, ideals, their whole value system is so dramatically different. And it's one of the reasons why cremation is growing, not just because uh, the audience is cheaper, but because their value set has changed dramatically. They don't value burial in a cemetery? They don't. Well, again, you can't go straight across the board. Mm -hmm. but But they have, if you will, uh, more values about the planet, about Earth, about what's important. And uh, there was uh, about a year or two ago a survey that was done for the uh, funeral industry uh, just trying to understand what baby boomers want. And most baby boomers that they interviewed felt that the traditional funeral uh, put them out of control. It It was just very, very sad for them it was uh, they felt that the funeral director was running everything and they didn't respond well and what they were looking for were more creative options they wanted to be able to express themselves in fresh and different ways and so a number of baby baby boomers uh, they don't see spending ten twenty thousand dollars for a funeral where everybody piles into the chapel and you're looking at a box and you run through a uh, you know through the uh, the liturgy, and it just it doesn't speak to, to to many of them. And they said, "What else is there?" So their 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 value set is more about remembering the joy of the person. And in fact, uh, this whole concept of celebrate a life really is antithetical to the traditional funeral. And yet that phrase is often used very generically but if you really think about the concept of celebrating a life as opposed to burying a dead person the whole concept uh, affects uh, how people choose to make their funeral arrangements again for themselves and for their parents 
We are going to take a quick break here, but we'll be right back and continue our conversation with Dan Katz. How do you get people to pay attention to advertising about end-of-life issues? Mortality Minute opens a bold new opportunity to reach local consumers on their favorite radio stations. Each Mortality Minute spot offers a light look at serious subjects related to funerals, cemeteries, and other issues most people don't consider until someone dies, when it's too late to be prepared. Listeners will actually enjoy and look forward to hearing the quirky topics in this affordable, professionally produced ad campaign. Each spot includes a 10-second slot for interested listeners to contact the sponsoring organization. Customized video versions are also available for your website or Facebook page. To learn more, contact Gail Rubin at 505-265-7215. That's 505-265-7215. Welcome back. We're talking with Dan Katz of LA Ads, a marketing agency, correct? That's it. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Talking about advertising funerals to baby boomers. Now, you wrote a blog post called The New Generation Gap. So there was a generation gap in the 1960s. What was that like, and how is it different from the new generation gap? Well, I remember when I first heard the phrase generation gap, and it might have even been on the cover of Time magazine, uh, but I remember somewhere in around the the later 60s that phrase started coming up. And at the time, the generation gap referred to uh, our parents sort of on one side and the kids, whatever kids is, you know, under 30. The phrase was, don't trust anyone under uh, over 30. Right. So the, uh, uh, the, the, the generation gap was the gap between the American youth who were into sex, drugs, rock and roll, and their parents. You know, dad had a, a crew cut, and, uh, uh, you know, mom was the housemaker, the homemaker. And there was a significant, you know, divide in the 60s. Uh, more, uh, I'll say, culture. Well, there's the same generation gap going on now, but ironically, it's the gap is between uh, those, uh, I'll say, over 50 and those under 50. Maybe it's mid-40s. But here's what I mean by generation gap. Those who are of the boomer generation and older grew up consuming their news and their entertainment through traditional media, TV, uh, radio, the movies, and uh, the way that that the boomers socialized was face-to-face contact or phone-to-phone contact. And we we got our news through the newspapers. The younger generation, those, let's say, under 45, have grown up with the computer as being a mainstay of of, of their experience. And so uh, many younger people socialize on a completely different level. So that's the uh, the boom of social media. You've got Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, on and on. And uh, my kids have 300 friends 
on Facebook. Now, they call them friends, but I don't know how many of them would actually help them move. <laughs> I, I, and I think that's the significant difference is that mm-hmm. uh, when I look at my, my children who are in their later 20s, and I even look at people older than they, again, they're consuming their news differently. They are more remote. They, they sort of live more in the cyberspace world. And so their worldview is different and less connected uh, face-to-face, if you will, from someone in, uh, in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So there's a difference in worldview, and it's important to know that. And so where, where it's significant is that for someone who's developing marketing, for a boomer, a senior, uh, if they are under 45, they have to respect the worldview of that person who's over 45, 50, and understand that uh, just because they themselves might engage uh, people, you know, engage their friends on a social media level, the boomers and the seniors really aren't. And so you, you've got to be able to, if you're going to talk to a given audience, especially in funeral care, and you're trying to reach the boomer, you have to sort of reach across the gap and talk to them on their level. And while Facebook is huge with boomers, and I think the statistic is something like uh, 53% of boomers uh, and older are using Facebook, although it still only represents about maybe uh, 8% of the total Facebook audience. Huge numbers of, of, of seniors are using Facebook, but they're not using Twitter. They're really not using Pinterest, certainly to the degree that the younger generation is. Mm-hmm. So, But what they are doing, though, and again, this is that generation gap, they are still consuming the newspapers they're still consuming radio. They're still consuming television. Uh, the the average millennial is re, is watching television only at about a hundred hours or so a month. But the boomers nearly two hundred hours. So when uh, say today's uh, marketing director says, "Oh, you know, traditional media is dead," well, it depends upon who you're talking to. It may not be as viable for a younger person if you're trying to reach them. But if you're trying to reach a boomer, you're trying to reach a senior, traditional media is fundamental. Uh, that's where you find them. And we've experienced that ourselves when we run ads in, uh, in traditional media trying to reach boomers and seniors uh, for funeral care. So it's appreciating that there is a gap in terms of how news and information and entertainment is consumed by that, uh, that split of as I said, under 45, over 45. And again, it's, it's generalities, but I think it's true. And if you're marketing to the baby boomers and their parents, so you would probably still be looking at your more traditional media outlets, newspaper, radio, TV. Fundamentally, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some examples of advertising that really speak to the baby boomer? Um. Well, I can, I can kind of give you some examples of uh, advertising that we've done that really sort of resonates. And, and again, a perfect example, we, we just uh, this last year did a campaign for Rose Hills Memorial Park where we featured interesting people uh, who were leading very interesting lives and talking about how they wanted to be remembered. And in particular, we featured a gentleman who uh, is 82 years old and he and his wife still skydive regularly and uh, the, the guy is remarkable he, he's really he's, he's a good-looking man 
very fit, again, 82 years old. On his 80th birthday, he dove out of an airplane 80 times, actually 81 times, 81 times wow. on his 80th birthday that day. And it, it is a wow. And we told his story and we asked him, okay, how would you like to be remembered? And it, it, it resonated with boomers for two reasons. One, they could look at somebody who's older than they are and they say, you know, when I reach his age, I want to be like him. I don't want to feel like I'm getting old. And that is a very powerful theme for, uh, for boomers is even though they have gray hair or no hair when they look in the mirror, uh, they still imagine themselves to be quite young, quite fit, with a very, very long and productive life ahead of them. So the first thing is that uh, this concept really resonated uh, with knowing that getting older doesn't mean getting old. So that was the first thing. And then secondly, the, the question of how do you want to be remembered? Well, again, it's a, a theme that boomers are thinking about as they get older, as they become grandparents. They do know that they aren't going to live forever. It's different than when they're younger. Now they know that uh, that eventually, you know, as they see their their parents pass away and, and older friends, etc. So they know that they're not going to live forever, and they are beginning to think about: Did I make a difference? What is my life about? What did we? What will I leave behind? And so, concepts of legacy and how I want to be remembered are beautiful ways to engage a boomer connect so that's one uh, example mm -hmm. but as I said humor is is tremendous with boomers anything that has uh, a spark of being different one of the things that boomers don't like is cliches boomers do not like cliches and ads that feel old-fashioned unintentionally uh, so uh, anything that has a freshness, a surprise to it, boomers react to very, very positively. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, we sent out a direct mail piece to talk about pre-need planning for a cemetery. And on the cover of the piece, you see this little cartoon of a man, and he's looking up as a piano is just about to crash on his head. <laughs> and the, the headline on the outside of the card says, you know, what a lousy time, dot, dot, dot. And, and you have to open up the piece, and it continues the thought, what a lousy time to only wish you had taken care of your making cemetery arrangements. <laughs> and, and, and when we sent that out, testing that against a more traditional piece, that performed two to one in terms of getting calls, generating interest. It, and, and it showed people want something that's fresh, surprising, that's a little iconoclastic, maybe even a little irreverent. Mm -hmm. uh, I, what, uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, I did a blog post recently about something called Quit Bit, like a Fitbit, but mm. uh, and this was produced by a, a funeral home in Canada. That um, is so. It's a Fitbit that says, based on your activity and your lifestyle, you can expect to die at you know oh. so many years. It was hysterical, and and it was an ad for a um, a funeral home. Uh, in the Toronto area. So, yeah, people are getting creative out there. And, and, and another absolutely perfect, uh, pardon the pun, dead-on uh, uh, ad for uh, the Talks to Boomers is one that we did for a uh, funeral home in uh, Mesa, Arizona. And the headline was it, was, it says, When I die, I want my body to be, and there was A, cremated, B, buried, C, transported back to the Enterprise. 
And the whole concept was whatever you're about, we're about. Whatever is important to you is important to us. And it really registered because, again, one of the themes that, uh, that, that comes up when boomers are looking at, uh, at their own uh, lives, they want choice. They don't want to go down the traditional path necessarily. If they go down traditional, it's because that's an option, not a requirement. And so that's another example of a perfect baby boomer ad that really talks to uh, humor, talks to choice, talks to creativity. So very significant kinds of themes. Well, that is great. Dan, if people wanted to find out more about you, what's your website? Well, the agency website is www.laads.com forward slash funeral. And that's our funeral marketing side. Uh, but the blog that we do, which is all about marketing, is a funeral marketing for the perplexed. Our blog is uh, www.funeraladvertising.com. Dot wordpress.com okay well it's been a pleasure talking with you about this perplexing topic <laughs> and uh, I look forward to um, meeting up with you at some of our upcoming funeral industry conventions those are always oh, so much fun we'll see you then you bet all right and if you want more information about a good goodbye visit a goodgoodbye.com till next time Live long and prosper.